You're listening to episode 25 of the Ento Podcast. Looking to stay up to date on all things entomorphology? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Ento Podcast with your host, Ross Bell. Hi, and thanks for downloading this week's episode of the Ento Podcast, episode 25. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Cricket. Cricket for all your dried, flavoured, and cricket protein products. Find us at www.cricket.co.uk. So this week we've got four stories. The first one has been reported all over because it, it is it's quite big news. And it's Wormburgers coming to a diner near you. We've got this is why people are eating cricket protein powder before their workouts. Europe's largest industrial scale insect processing plant will focus on process and um, producing black soldier fly for animal nutrition. And we'll end today or we'll end this week with eating insects. Students explore common food from the ancient world. So this week's first story comes from the China Post, but there was got a pick near of any paper to get this one from. It quite a a big news story for for us in the Ento world. So this is uh, the worm burgers coming to a diner near you, a first taste in Brussels. Eating insects is totally normal for billions of people around the world, yet in the West, many still cringe at the idea. Researchers see lots of potential in consuming bugs that are rich in protein and healthy fats, and breeding them exacts a much lower toll on the environment than most other animals eaten in Western nations. However, Max Kramer or Barris Ozel just think insects taste good. They might be biased. Both of the young entrepreneurs would stand in a lot of money if more people agreed with them about bugs and worms. They developed a burger that contains ground buffalo worms, the larvae of the buffalo beetle, and for now, their burgers aren't, aren't available outside of Belgium and the Netherlands, but insect burgers, whether a Bucks burger or another brand, could easily be the next big food thing. It's all a question of the right larvae, they say. Their burgers use larvae sourced from two breeders in Belgium and the Netherlands, and the rest of the patty is composed only of plant-based ingredients. We've experimented a lot, explains Edit Kiss, owner of the only restaurant that serves the special patty, a steakhouse in Brussels, hip Lexus neighbourhood. The patty comes out of the oven with a few pats of butter which make it less dry and is then placed on a bun with lettuce, tomato, cucumber, cheese and a smear of barbecue sauce. The whole thing looks deceivingly normal. In fact, people who don't know that they're eating something made out of insects generally don't pick anything out of place. It takes away the gross factor most people associated with over insects, explains Ozel. Instead of a meaty taste, the burger's flavours are closer to sunflower seeds or peanuts, while the smoky barbecue sauce is close to overpowering. The unique taste of the burger can be picked out. Kramer and Ozel had worked on getting the recipe right for years, as Ozel says despite whatever blessings the consumption of insects has received from nutritionists or international governments alike, people won't welcome it unless, it, unless the taste convinced them otherwise. The steakhouse already offers and conventional ingredients including zebra, kangaroo and reindeer. So a patty made of insect flour is not really wild, and at nearly $19, it's not going to be stealing business away from the local McDonald's chain yet. 
So this is great news. There's uh, generally when we look or when you look around at the the insect based products, it's cookies, biscuits. There's some pastas out there. So one we doing one that um, so Massimo does over in uh, Bugsalutely over in Thailand. If you can get it into a burger, then I think people will be more convinced of doing it. And you've got the burgers now. There's some meatballs as well that I've seen. You can do them. So the the fact that Brussels is well, they're allowed in Brussels to go ahead and serve this thing, and people are actually sort of paying a premium for it. is is great news for for all of us out here wanting to get our products in into supermarkets and into uh, normal consumers' hands. So the next story comes from Elite Daily. It's by Georgina Babari. This is why people are eating insect protein powder before their workouts. In high school, my brother had a pet lizard that he had to feed live crickets from Petland every morning. So my last encounter with the cricket was when I woke up face-to-face with a stray on my pillow. As you can imagine, the snooze button was not needed that morning. Anyway, as riveting as my insect escapades are, it's time to get down to the dirty details. People are reading insects and loving it. And when I found out people were adding cricket protein powder to their pre-workout smoothie, I immediately had a flashback to my insect-ridden wake-up call. Then my entire face scrunched up, and I was like, why? It sounds ducky at first, but there's actually some logic to it. Cricket powder is made by drying crickets that are raised on domestic cricket farms. They're then milled into a flour-like texture, which is most commonly used in protein bars and smoothies. When you get past the initial feel that comes with the thought of bug consumption, there are actually an array of benefits that can be that can come from adding this form of protein to your diet. So bodybuilders and fitness enthusiasts alike are pretty intrigued by this new health food phenomenon. Okay, but still, ugh. Couldn't you just opt for an extra serving of chicken over a gross buggy taste on your tongue? Yeah. We probably should know that according to the FDA's food safety guidelines, there's actually a pretty decent amount of insects already allowed in your food when it comes to inspection. In fact, a single cup of rice can add three whole insects to your meal. Buggy carbs. Yum. So yeah, you're already probably eating insects without knowing it. So you can calm down about the ugh factor here. If you're still having trouble coming to terms with cricket powder, you may be more keen to try it if you're a fan of peanut butter. Because many people say that the cricket powder is a mild, nutty taste that's actually pretty enjoyable on its own. But if you mix it into a chocolatey workout bars or protein shakes, the, pro- the flavour is pretty much unidentifiable. And get this, Americans are actually late to the bug-eating bandwagon. Many other countries have been eating insects for decades as a staple in their balanced diet. Meanwhile, America is only just beginning to experiment with this gateway bug. So what's next? Cockroaches? Tarantulas? Maybe. Beetles, bees and wasps are just a few of the things that many different kinds of bugs that the UN is urging people to incorporate in their diet. If you're still not totally freaked out by the thought of biting into a beetle, start small with coconut-coated bars that mask the creepy-crawly vibes. Or perhaps you'd be swayed by the fact that hopping onto this cricket-eating craze, you'll not only be making some serious gains but you'll be helping a super positive impact on the environment too. According to the Daily Burn, if more people started eating bugs regularly, the carbon footprint would significantly decrease. This is because crickets require far less water than cattle, 
Beef protein requires between 1,700 and 2,500 gallons of water, while its buggy counterpart only uses one gallon. So and there's nothing new if you've been sort of listening to this show for the last few episodes, but it, it's nice to see that this is coming from a the Elite Daily a website promoting health brands and things like that. So it's um, yeah, it's good to see that it's still getting out there. So we've got a couple more stories coming up. But first, we'll just have a break to hear from our sponsor. The Ento Podcast with your host, Ross Bell. Online at theentopodcast.com.uk. We'll be right back. Cricket for all your dried, flavoured and cricket protein products. Find us at www.cricket.co.uk. Back to the show, the Ento Podcast with your host, Ross Bell, online at theentopodcast.com.uk. And welcome back to the second part of the show. The next story we've got comes from the Mojave Daily News, and it's Eating Insects, Students Explore Common Food from the Ancient World, by Rob Caton. For Mojave... Erin Neems thought it tasted like grass. Jenica Blevins said it had a bitter taste and that dirt was preferred eating. Medicine John thought about eating an insect along with some of their other Desert Star Academy middle school classmates, but she backed down when the moment came. St John, a seventh grader, said that the bugs were larger than expected. And they smelled really gross, she added. The students, who dared were taking part in the social, su- social Studies Unit on Ancient Civilizations, which touches on diets of the times. You wait what you could find, said Sonia Bjorkov, the DSMS Social Studies and Art teacher. Bugs are full of protein, so they were an easy catch. Her 6th, 7th and 8th graders didn't have to catch the critters they feasted on. Borov ordered them off Amazon, and according to the label, they were boiled, dehydrated and seasoned with salt. The package also included silkworms, grasshoppers, crickets and other insects. Sixth grader, Arubia Olenis, described the flavour of the cricket as kind of like a cashew nut, with a club cracker aftertaste. Boros said the students' reactions were about what she expected. Some refused to try the bugs, and some were eager, some just wavered. A lot of them talked a big game, she said. Some were hesitant and apprehensive, and some would just be brave and do it. Several gasped at being told that some popular snack chips such as, such as Takis and Flaming Hot Cheetos contain red food dye made from crushed cochineal insects. The students have also tried more palatable snacks from other countries. A cookie from it- Italy was the most popular, Brov said. The meals are part of her approach to teaching history, which she said focuses less on dates and more on the lives of the people during the times. The students also participated in a mock war. Utopia defeated both Buzzland and Rockland. And the sixth graders will soon be using a mortar and pestle to grind their own grain to make bread. So it's a great way to get kids to not only learn about what their ancestors did. At that sort of age, it can be quite dull. Just sort of sitting there having to memorise dates and places and people. And it's good to try and get some sort of interaction it just makes the whole sort of history come alive. So the final story we've got today comes from Nutritional Outlook, 
and as Europe's largest industrial-scale insect pro- processing plant, will focus on producing black soldier fly for animal nutrition. And by Jennifer Grabeau. Bühler Insect Technology The joint venture forged between insect production company Protex and processing technology firm Bühler earlier this year announced that it is building its first industrial-scale insect processing plant in the Netherlands. The plant should be operational beginning in the first half of 2018 and is projected to be the largest industrial insect processing plant in Europe. With this first industrial process protein production plant, we will make an important step towards a more sustainable global food and feed value chain, said Andreas Appley, CEO of Bueller Insect Technology, in a press release. The plant will produce protein meal and lipids that are used in animal nutrition sector to feed pigs, chickens, fish and domestic animals. Insects are more often proposed as a viable alternative protein source. As Bueller points out, Today's plant protein production will not be sustainable in the long term. The company says that only 25% of plant protein produced, which is corn, rice, wheat or soya bean, make it into the human, consum- into the human food chain, while 15% of the protein produced is wasted, 60% is used in animal protein, and furthermore, with the growing world population, protein production needs to be doubled by 2050. Experts agree this can't be achieved using traditional farming practices and resources, which is why alternative sources of protein such as insects, algae are being looked at. So we've had a few stories over the last couple of weeks about black soldier flying. Uh, so this one's over in the Netherlands. We've had the guys down in so the, the Victoria region of Australia, plants over in China. So the, the black soldier fly seems to be hitting the, the markets quite hard with uh, with their production, which again is all good if it's going to cut down on the the use of fertilisers for animal feed and GMOs and other things that we don't really want the, the animals feeding on. So I'll keep an eye on this one and I'll let you know if I see any, any other stories regarding it. But that's it for this week's show. So thanks again for giving me your ears for this 20-odd minutes. I know that there's a few other shows you could be listening to on your commute or when you're working. So thanks again, I really appreciate it. If you get a chance, can you nip across to iTunes or whichever your your favourite podcast provider is and just leave us a brief review or give us a couple of stars just to help us get out there to a, a wider audience and try and get some more stories coming in. So until next time, this is Ross from the Ento Podcast saying, ta for now. Thanks so much for listening to the Ento Podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theentopodcast.co.uk and on Facebook and Twitter at the Ento Podcast. We'll catch you next time.